You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 272 of the big show, the first of 2023. Welcome. And welcome to some Enforcer-based podcasting. How are you guys doing? Uh, welcome. January 1st. How about it? Where did the year go? We're on to bigger and better things here. I'd like to say a new and improved Fourth Line Voice, but I don't want to start the new year off with a lie. Um... Hope everybody had a good New Year's. Everybody stayed uh, safe and healthy and happy. And uh, as we look to the future here. Um, yeah, guys, uh, to be completely honest, um, like I said last episode, um, I didn't really have anything planned uh, for this for the New Year's episode. Um, I know a lot of times, I know last year I kind of did a year in review thing and um there's been other years, you know, where I do sound bites and stuff, and um, uh, I just didn't, uh, I didn't particularly have time uh, this year uh, or this these last little bit. Um, of course, like most of it seems like most of North America, um, we got kind of hit with a bit of a snow dump here, and uh, between the shoveling and catching up at work and everything, um, yeah, like, I mean, I worked today here for, for a bunch of hours and just got home. Uh, of course, I'm recording this the day, uh, Saturday, the 31st, you know, in the afternoon here. Um, you know, I want to get this done and, uh, you know, the wife and I, I don't know, not that we have any big New Year's plans or anything, but, you know, we kind of got some, uh, got some food going here and, uh, you know, probably watch a movie and, and, you know, that, that's the level of our excitement these days. Uh, yeah, the days of standing in line and paying $30 cover at some bar long over. So, uh, you know, hell, we'll probably be asleep for, probably sleep on the couch before the ball drops. But, um, uh, yeah, so, I really didn't, like I said, I didn't really have anything planned. I've just, uh, you know, go talk a few news and notes and uh, kind of uh, the direction of the show and, uh, 
you know, and, and, and talk about a few things. But, uh, yeah, not a particularly long episode. Um, you know, I will get to the, to the, to the, uh, the thank yous and everything later. Um, uh, yeah, well, you know, at the start here, as I always say, um, you know, as I said, I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network, um, or as I always say, I don't know if I actually said it at the start of this one, um, yeah, uh, no, Dylan and Isha have been great, there's been a few changes at the network, Isha's moved on, um, he's actually living down in the States now, uh, down in Minnesota, um, him and I are, uh, hopefully here in the new year early on um i i know i had talked to him in the fall and uh about getting my uh getting him to look into my youtube channel and uh some of the issues i've been having with youtube um and 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 that sort of thing so it's uh dylan is the contact left at the, at the network and uh and he and i have always gotten along and uh you know, talked to him for a little on, in the fall here a couple months back. I had a, actually a very lengthy conversation with him on the phone and uh, just talked about a few things and some strategies. And um, and I think, uh, you know, I think in the new year, early on, looking to implement that. Um, uh, you know, other than that, uh, like I said, it, it, it's been a good year. Um, I'll get into all that in a bit here. Um yeah, as I said, a member of the Hockey Podcast Network, like I say, every episode for a million episodes here, there's over 50 shows in the network, all the NHL teams, there's a podcast for. So whatever team you're a fan of, there's a show for you. Um, as far as my off-network friends go, old Alec there at the Five for Fighting, again, same thing with him. I know his his year has been full of, you know, big milestones you know he got he got obviously got married they moved they bought a house i mean some big things so um obviously the the podcasting takes a backseat to life and uh you know and he's at the stage you know in his mid-20s late 20s um you know they're going through a lot of things and uh you know here my old my old wrinkled ass here when i'm 47 i mean i've done all that stuff and everything i mean my life's fairly scheduled and mapped out so i mean i have a lot more uh, free time, downtime, um, to, to, to podcast. Cause I know some, um, I can't remember who, I can't remember who mentioned it, but somebody was just saying how many more episodes I have compared to Alec or Joe or whatever. And, and I said, well, you know, and everyone's in a different spot in their, uh, you know, in their lives and, uh, you know, work and everything else gets in the way. And, um, I'm, I'm in a position right now in my life where, um, you know, I'm home at night and I have, uh, I mean, I work a lot during the day and I worked a lot on the weekends and everything else, but, uh, you know, for the most part, uh, you know, and I, we don't, I don't have kids or anything. So I have a lot of free time in that sense where I'm, I'm able to, to record a lot more, um, right now that could be changing here in the new year. Um, I will talk about all of that. Um, whereas Alec, I mean, he is beginning his, his journey as, you know, as far as getting married and moving and the house thing and, and everything else. So, um, I guess the point I'm trying to make is, uh, Alec has not been, uh, has not been releasing, uh, the episodes like he did when he first started, he, you know, again, but he was in that, he was in that pocket of his life when he had the time and he, and his, I know his job has taken him all over and I know he wants to, uh, put out more content and, uh, you know, it's just, unfortunately, like, like I said, life is getting in the way. So, but I know it is something that he wants to do and he's, and he's 
stri- uh, striving to do. Um, so, you know, we'll see as the, as the new year hits here, um, in terms of his work schedule and everything else. Cause I know he drop, he's driving all over North Carolina. So, <clears throat> and the thing is, and, uh, you know, you, you work that long and everything else. I mean, the last thing you want to do is get home and, uh, start recording stuff. So, um, I look forward to hopefully Alec getting a more balanced schedule because I always enjoy his stuff. And, uh, but regardless of all that, um, his YouTube channel, the Five for Fighting YouTube channel, of course, YouTube took it down. So it's basically 2.0 version. Uh, he, uh, he created a new, new, uh, platform or a new channel. And, uh, he's actually been uploading, uh, fan footage that people have been sending him and some really good stuff in the East Coast League. And I encourage you to check it out. And again, hit the subscribe button. Uh, let's get a subscriber count back up and rolling. And, uh, yes, yeah, so definitely check out the Five for Fighting YouTube channel. Um, yeah. And like I said, Alec does some good stuff. And I'm going to have him back on the show here, uh, shortly. Uh, I have a few things planned that I would like to, uh, use him for and, uh, have him on as a, as a co-host and, uh, I think it'll be fun. <clears throat> and then, of course, we have the the, the uh, Nordiques Knuckles podcast created by none other than Jolton Joe Lazito, uh, formerly of Coliseum Chronicles. It was an Islander podcast. Um, Joe has now sort of moved on, and he's going to try his hand at uh, the Quebec Nordiques type podcast. And he is in, uh, he just released uh, episode one, or, ep- or I guess, uh, well, it's not episode one. It's it's a Ken Ken McCray interview, uh, volume one. We'll put it that way. And uh, he he recently had Trevor Steenberg on uh, for three episodes. So yeah, Joe's back at it. And again, uh, he took some time off. Um, I know he kind of got fr- grew frustrated got frustrated with the Islanders a project. And, uh, and again, with his life, uh, you know, with work and bombing around and all that stuff. I mean, it. Um, you know, it get it's it's tough. It really is. And when you're trying to line guests up, and of course in Joe's case, I mean, I know how hard it is to line up guests to begin with. Let alone in Joe's case, it has to be team specific. I mean, they had to be a New York Islander, or in this case, a Quebec Nordique. So now, I mean, you're you're really in one at that point, and uh, you know you're. It's hard enough to get these cats on the phone, let alone when it's got to be with a certain team. So. Um, Joe's been battling that. Of course, I had Joe on the show uh, a couple months back, and uh, we kind of talked about this new venture that he was doing, and you know the 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 pluses and minuses of doing a team and a, a team centered uh, podcast. So, but it was all I always enjoy having Joe on. I've I've talked to Joe for years and years on the message boards, and uh, yeah, so definitely check out his show, and uh, and yeah, and, and I and I know you'll enjoy it, and. Uh, also, uh, a new man on the scene. Um, I had him on the show uh, a couple weeks ago. Sorry, folks, I'm battling a little bit of a, <coughs> a little bit of a, a cough here. So, um, I, I noticed that if when I long bouts of talking, I'll uh, kind of it kind of creeps up on me. So <laughs> you hear that one every once in a while. I apologize. Um, but Jordan, I had Jordan on a few weeks back and we talked about, he, and he's from Cape Breton, uh, and we talked about his fandom of the Quebec Junior League, um, in the late nineties, early two thousands. And, and we talked about all the guys that went through that league and some monsters went through that league. And, um, and I, and I guess Jordan enjoyed it so much that he decided to create his own, uh, YouTube channel, 
uh, slash podcast and it's called five and a game and uh, yeah and, and on YouTube he's kind of doing sort of biography centered videos um, he's uh, his recent one is Tommy Bolduke and I mean he's had uh, he's done ones on Samuel Duplain Marty Doyle um, uh, Mark Andre Waugh and so on. And I, and I encourage you to check out again, five in a game on YouTube. Uh, again, hit subscribe. Uh, he's new to the scene. Like I said, it's always nice to have, it's always nice to have a new voice, uh, in the, in the fight, uh, sort of fight community. And, uh, and I know Jordan's passionate about it. Uh, I really enjoyed having him on the show. Definitely have him back on. Um, and he's been kind of releasing them hot and heavy here. So, uh, no, it's been cool. And I know, uh, you know, you can go to YouTube and watch. I know in his last few videos, he has actually added, it's not just audio, but he has video attached to the, to the kind of the docu-series, if you will. And, uh, yeah, so as he's talking, you can kind of watch the fights he's talking about. And there's some great battles. And, uh, I, again, I encourage you to check out, check out his YouTube channel. Um, if you're just on the road and you're looking for a new podcast, yeah, five in a game. He's on all the all the platforms, iTunes, Spotify, etc. And uh, yeah, so I mean, yeah, granted, you're not seeing the video as as he is talking, but um, but he just kind of goes through, you know, the their their career in the Quebec League and throws some antidotes out and and whatnot. So, uh, but yeah, a new voice to the to the scene, and uh, I, I encourage you guys to check it out. Again, uh, five in a game. Uh, Jordan's a good dude, and. Uh, yeah, and like I said, with all the YouTube channels, and same thing with podcasts, I know, again, I say this every episode, but it, it I guess it bears repeating. Um, the best thing you could do for a creator, I'm not just saying for myself, but for Jordan and for Alec and Joe, and any podcast you listen to or every, any YouTube channel that you go to, um, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button. It helps in searches. There's an algorithm to all this, as anybody listening knows. Your, I mean, everything in your social media is, is structured to you, right? Um, well, if you on YouTube or the creators, if you hit subscribe and stuff, it shows up in the, you know, when people are watching some video on the right hand side, you know, it'll say related videos. Well, that's how you get in there is by you guys hitting the subscribe button or the like button to certain videos. Same thing with a podcast. Subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it. Again, when I say review, I'm not saying, oh, you got to sit down and write out war and peace in the review. No, you don't even have to write anything or just write good job. That's it. Or I enjoy this. It's not that hard. Done. And then hit review or hit the rate with the stars. And it helps out a podcaster tremendously. And I, again, I, I know I keep beating the dead horse here every episode, but, um, you know, I look on iTunes and Spotify and yeah, I do have some. But I mean, it's not like, oh, I have a whole, I have 50 new ratings now after the last episode. I mean, I know a lot of you guys, it's going in one ear and out the other. And I mean, okay, but I mean, just as to help out creators, again, not just my, I'm not just saying this for my own benefit, but for anybody, and again, for any show you listen to or whatever, um, yeah, rate and review. It helps, it helps the creators out. Not only that, it gives us, uh, you know, also download the episode, don't stream. I always say that. I, I have a number of people that give me grief over that or like to bust my balls about that. But again, it's true. Um, when you stream it, we don't get the li- We can't tell who's listening. When you download it, then we can see the analytics and you can see the, you know, the demographic and from where and when and all that stuff that goes into that, um, that helps. And so, and, uh, yeah, 
So if you could, I know I'm at, look at this, 2023 and I'm still not done asking for help. But, uh, and I always say with, with any of you guys, I mean, we're not on Barstool. We're not some major media mogul. Um, uh, the best thing, the only thing I've ever asked from any of you guys, other than the, the rate and review and, and to download it, is to tell your friends. You know, if you're sitting around one day or you're, or you're listening to it, and you're like, I'm really enjoying this episode, text the link to your friend. Hey, I know you like the old time hockey. You should listen to this asshole out in Saskatchewan or this guy down in North Carolina or Joe out in, in the Nords. I remember you were a big Nordique guy or whatever. Um, I mean, that's, that helps us out more than anything is word of mouth. Because like I said, I, every day I put out my links and put out my little show graphics on the couple of the Facebook groups and on my Facebook page and on Twitter. And it's been doing okay, but I mean, it, it's 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 up to you. It's I always say it's a listener driven show, and uh, if you guys could spread the word, um, I could I can't thank you enough if you do that. And uh, yeah, like I said, um, I mean everyone has a has an old fight fan in their life, I think. Um, or if you're a member of the old fried chicken message boards or the old hockey fight message boards before they fucked them all up. Um, and you know, and you're still in touch with a couple of the old, um, old members that aren't on social media, tell them, Hey, you should check this show out. It's an old FC guy. And, uh, I, I would be forever grateful if you did that. So there we go. There's my, my plugs. I know, um, it, it's been brought up to my attention that I, I bring these up every episode, but, and I, and I, but I think it's important. And, uh, and like I said, these guys are my friends. They've helped me out. They support me. And, um, uh, you know, and I can't, and, and I, and I think as long as we help each other, I think that's the whole point. Um, oh, and another, you last but not least, I hate to let, well, I've been leaving them out for how many episodes now? Um, and I feel bad that I did, but of course, Jay out in Iowa, he, uh, he has a YouTube channel as well. And he's had it at least for a decade. I mean, it's certainly older than mine. I know that. Um, D skunk, like I said, the letter D and like the animal skunk, D skunk on YouTube. Definitely check it out. Like I said, he's been uploading the Southern pro fights from this year, which have been really good. He's got a, he's got a goalie losing his lunch there a couple times last game. Um, but, uh, he's got lots of fights on there. And like I said, he's been doing it for so long. He goes back to the old IHL days and, uh, you know, little John and, and, and the wrecker and all those guys, uh, you know, I guess it's the UHL, but the new IHL, as they called it back then, and uh, some really good stuff. So definitely go down the rabbit hole on his channel. Hundreds and hundreds of videos, and and believe me, you'll dig it. And uh, and Jay's a good dude. He's of course he's UHL legends on Facebook. So uh, definitely, and he always puts up. And again, takes photographs of the games. He's been doing that for years. And uh, if you go back and if you're ever looking for a a player that kind of went through quads. <coughs> Pardon me. That went through Quad City, and you'd like a picture of him. Drop Jay a line at UHL Legends and uh, talk to him about it. But uh, there we go. There's the the friend the, the friends and sponsors of the show. Uh, yes, blame them. <laughs> but uh, well, what are we going to get into in the? This sounds so bizarre. The the first the first episode of 2023. Um, like I said, I, I I always say with these shows, I'm not going to keep you here for long, and then I end up rattling for an hour. But uh, in in all seriousness, I'll keep this one uh, short here on the Sunday. But uh, um, just a couple news and notes. Unfortunately, 
Uh, Daniel Amesbury has been suspended 13 games by the Federal Hockey League um, for an incident. Um, I'll I'll say this. Uh, somebody, uh, Nick, uh, thank you for bringing it to my attention that he was suspended. Um, I went back. Of course, all the Federal Hockey League games are streamed uh, free and uh, and live on YouTube. But you can go back to the team's uh, site and uh, and watch the game. Like the games are all up there. So I went back and and I think it was the December twenty seventh game. I went back to look up the incident. It was with about six minutes left in the third. Um, the the game camera, the camera that's being used, sort of you sort of see it, but it's but you miss it. It's off to the side. Um, you know, I will, I will say this about the Federal League. And again, I'm not a big Federal League guy. Like, I don't know the ins and outs of the leagues and everything. And I'm not right in involved. And I know all the news and the gossip from the league. But I will say this. Um, in my opinion, um, they're clearly trying to make an example out of Amesbury. I don't think... I think there's this sort of this thing that they don't like what he brings to the league. I mean, you know, God knows. I mean, he... You know, he brings some excitement and uh, and some buzz to the league. I mean, that's a terrible thing, isn't it? Ugh. But, I mean, okay, so they give this guy thir- for a match penalty for cross-checking and everything else. Because as soon as he cross-checks the guy kind of in the corner, he comes down with his teammate on a... He gets out of the penalty box. They come down on a 2-1-1. Aysbury shoots it wide, whatever. And as he goes behind the net, in the corner, it must be the D-man. He must have cross-checked him from behind, I guess. Because that... Cross-checking major, I get, or match penalty, um, you know, okay, and then, but immediately gets into a fight with a guy after, and uh, like I said, there's six minutes left in the game, so off he goes, and I read match penalty in all thirteen games. Okay, well, this is just this is this is old Darren speaking here at the fourth line voice. I did, this is Namesbury talking. This isn't anybody talking. This is just me seeing this, and I'm this is my opinion on the matter. Again, I might be full of shit and whatever. Um, well, God knows it wouldn't be the first time I've been accused of being full of shit, but, um, if I'll say, if you're going to suspend a guy for 13 games, I don't mean to be fucking rude here or anything else. Motherfucker better have been hurt then if you're giving me 13 games. Like, I mean, seriously, 13 games, like you, by the sounds of it, like when Nick told me, he goes, Oh, Ainsbury got 13 games. I said, what the fuck did he do? Stab a guy? And he's like, no, I think it was a cross-checking match penalty. Well, I went and watched the video and it's like. Again, it's off camera, so it's kind of it's kind of hard to tell. But the guy he hit gets up and like skates off. So fuck me, how much of a match penalty is that? Like, if you're giving a match, eh, you know, okay, game misconduct. Eh, you want to give him one or two? Eh, all right, whatever. Thirteen? What? So basically, you're trying to like get him out of the league. Like, let's be honest, what you're trying to do here. You know, as we go into the new year, I mean, how many games do they play in the in the Fed? I mean, they're not playing eighty two. Like, I'm, I think it's fifty some, isn't it? Well, they've already probably played half of that. They play twenty some, so you're going to suspend them thirteen. So you're going to suspend them basically for half of the second season, second half. Like, really? So, I mean, I think you're clearly sort of saying because I mean, you look okay. He's, like, I'm looking at his stats here. He's played eleven games. He's got six assists in 172 minutes. Like. Uh, 172 minutes, 11 games, that's not bad. Um, you know, and I know he had the big hit there uh, a few games back where he kind of caught a guy. It was a clean hit to me, but again, okay. 
And I mean, I'm sure after he fought in the rough and rowdy and all the ice wars stuff and all that hoopla that he brought and, oh, I'm sure maybe the commissioner, I mean, you got maybe a couple do-gooders here, um, you know, oh, we don't want this element in our league or whatever. Um, I don't know. Like I watched a few, I watched all his fights on the streams and stuff. I know it was interesting. No one in the crowd seemed really upset by it, but you know, um, and I think, uh, the whole Amesbury ice wars, I think there was a bit of a, ah, maybe I'm, I mean, I'm feeling like there was a little bit of a resurgence in fighting a little bit. I mean, again, I'm not, oh, it's, it's the nineties again. Like, no, I'm not saying that or whatever, but just from what it was, I mean, for the last couple of years, I mean, th- you couldn't buy a fight. I mean, there was nothing happening. Um, but this year, even fighting's up a little bit in the NHL and got a couple of guys, Delorie and stuff. And I mean, you know, they're going. And then of course the ice wars thing, maybe it's not your thing, but nonetheless, it kind of got some press that got out there on, on, uh, on bar stool. And, and it was definitely an underground thing. It wasn't like they were doing segments on it between, an, between periods in hockey and Canada or anything, but you know, Ice Wars definitely made some noise. It's on pay-per-view. People are talking about it. Um, I could tell you in the hockey world, people know about it. They might not be, the the upper muckety mucks might not be talking about it, but I can guarantee they know it. They know what's going on. And, um, yeah, of course, it's going to have its detractors. It always will. Um, you know, I'm sure the hockey news isn't going to, you know, do any uh, centerfolds of the, of the Ice Wars roster or anything like that, but... I don't think there's any denying that it certainly created a buzz. And, and of course, with that, um, you know, there's some guys that kind of, uh, that came out of that and signed. I mean, you got Keegan McGraw that just signed in the, in the federal league with Carolina. Again, you got Amesbury out of retirement with Danbury. You got Justin Schmidt in Columbus. Um, you have, uh, you know, and, and it was just, it, you get Curtis Swanson in the LNAH. Uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff, JF LaFrance in Laval, um, you know, and stuff like that from Ice Wars. And I know there's some talks with some other guys. I think Justin Smoke might be getting involved. Um, yeah. And I mean, um, and, and like I said, and going forward, of course, with the Ice Wars 3 event coming up on March 4th, uh, in, uh, in Wyoming, um, you know, uh, we're, you know, we're going to see some, some more guys come. And, uh, and I think Amesbury actually said it best on one of the interviews. I think I heard him say that Iceworth became the LinkedIn of, uh, hockey fights, which is funny, but, um, and it did. And I, and I think it, it kind of, um, it, it sparked a little something, a little, uh, you know, a little revolution in fighting. Um, as much as you're going to get it in 2022, or I guess 2023 now. Um, again, I'm not trying to say, like, this is like 04 in the Quebec League. Like, no. Um, actually, you know what? You, and to be completely honest, and I know I've said this before, but and I was when I was at Ice Wars talking to a few people there, I think this is, com- the LNAH is completely missing out. They they are shit in the bed so bad on this. Um because even Laval, I mean, some of these teams are bringing in these guys. Like I said, Mount Calm brought in uh, Corey Holland, uh, Curtis, like Corey Holland, 47 years old, Curtis Swanson, uh, 38. Um, you know, and, and good on the guys. I'm not, I'm not knocking them for it. But my point being is, um, 
if some of these Ice Wars guys like Smoke or um, Malcolm Humert or Travis Check or any of these guys, um, Malcolm Humert maybe, um, they might have gone to the Quebec League, you know, if you get some money coming and stuff, but they can't because I've heard, I've seen this online. Why, why doesn't Ainsbury go to the LNAH? Um, because he can't because he's not French. You have to have, you have to be from Quebec or have played in the LNH before. That's why obviously Swanson and Holland and them could come back because they did play in the league before. Um, other than that, yeah, if you're not from, if you didn't play in the Quebec Junior League or you're not from Quebec, uh, you can't play in the LNH. And it, they're just limiting their product so much. And again, it's, um, and I know from the LNH standpoint, they're trying to do this. Oh, we want to build hometown talent and blah blah blah. Same thing. The federal pr- prospects hockey. I always call it the Federal Hockey League, but it's actually the FPHL, the Federal Prospects Hockey League. Again, I'm not knocking any of the boys in the league or anything like that. But prospect of what? Like fuck, seriously? Like no one's going to a Danbury Hattrick game to see the next Sidney Crosby. Like, let's be, like, you know, we'll call a spade a spade here. And I'm, again, I'm, it's no, nothing. The guys in the federal league will tell you that. They, they know that. You know, I'm not knocking the boys, but it's just like, what are we doing here? Like, who runs these leagues? Know what you got, man. And I mean, I get it with the insurance and everything else. I'm not saying turn it into the WWF, but I mean, seriously? <clears throat> I've always said that, even going back to the Only Age days, back in like, the early 2000s when it got super, when it was super crazy and everything else, there's still 60 minutes of hockey and you still had to put, they're still, they're still trying to win games and win championships. I mean, you know, yeah, you had all the fights and the craziness and everything else, but the people still got 60 minutes of, of high end hockey. Say whatever you want about the LNH, you know, it was circus and goon show and blah, 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 that's not hockey and all that shit. But when it came down to actually keeping the gloves on and playing, it was high end, really high end, you know, and which often gets overlooked. And I and the same thing with the federal league. Like I said, you have you have good players. I mean, it's not like they went and got these guys off the you know, you know, out of line at the, at the Walmart, uh, you know, the shelving stock guys. I mean, you know, this isn't some beer league drop in. I mean, these guys all played you know uh, college or or junior A or junior B or what have you. I mean, you know, they all played out of high end. And, uh, you know, they're not getting, it's not just come out and skate with the hat tricks tonight, you know. Um, so, I mean, you still have, you'll still have your high end, your, you know, your talent. And, but why not get a couple tough guys? And, uh, you know, and, and put on the show. You can say that's, you know, whatever, good, bad, or otherwise. But, I, again, I, it, it, Who's upset by this? That's what I've always said. Who, who are the people complaining about this? Well, it's always the people online complaining about it. Well, they're not going to any fucking games anyway. So why are we listening to them? Who gives a shit what they have to say? At the end of the day, is and you go to a Danbury Hattricks game, are the people that plunk down their hard-earned money that are sitting in the crowd, if you went and polled them, are they are, are any of them? I mean, I'm sure there's a few that don't like the fights, but is, how, how many there are really, oh, I don't know why we have this Amesbury character is anybody saying that in Danbury? Can't I doubt it. Now the the opposition fans might not like Amesbury. Why is he in the league? You know, you'll get your fan idiots. But I mean, but if he played on their team, they'd own his jersey. So I mean, you can't take that shit seriously. 
But I mean, like I said, when people put down their money, is anyone complaining about it? I, I doubt it. A very small minority. I mean, nothing's absolute, of course, but I mean, you know, so like I could tell you if I was in town, I went to a federal hockey league and there wasn't a, a federal hockey league game and there, or the Southern pro game and there was no hits and nobody fought, uh, you know, I, I'd be having a few words, I think. I mean, you know, you, you, people go to those games. Like I always say, let's uh, the fifty cent drafts. Let's see a couple fights and the home team win. That's what people go for. And uh, I, I've never understood how. Now again, some of these teams get it. Clearly, Laval or you know they're they're getting it in the LNAH and and uh, Mount Calm bringing in Swanson and stuff. And Danbury having the right idea. And, and of course, Columbus bringing in Justin Schmidt. And um, you know you have some some teams that get it, but these other ones just. I don't know. Same thing with the Southern Pro. Like, why? Oh, I just spend some. Now, again, I know there's league restrictions and everything else. Um, there's ways to work that, you know. But I mean, I don't know. And I guess some of these teams. I I know the 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 budgets are so shoestring that you know it's tough. But uh, you know, f- find a way. Get a backer and uh, you know, and, and bring some of these guys in, and I and I think it would just be, you know, especially the lower leagues. I mean, that you got to have a gimmick and uh, bring Ellen. I always say bring the LNAH, but down to the states. I mean, if you get an LNAH league down in like the like if the Southern Pro would adopt that kind of mindset, they've had at times to have that mindset. But if you could get down there where the weather's decent, you could probably get some guys. Throw a few extra bucks at them. Like I said, maybe bump the league uh, salary cap up a little bit. Get some ownership in there with. And again, this is all easier said than done. But um, I think if you bumped up the money a little bit, you could attract some guys and uh, yeah, get some tilts happening, man. <clears throat> but going back to originally what I said, I think Ice Wars has sparked a little bit of that. And, uh, and I will say with Ainsbury, he's done a great job. And again, going on rough and rowdy and the, the barstool tough man contest in the, in the ring and taking care of dropping that guy in what about a 15, 20 seconds. I mean, that, I think that really helped kind of hockey sort of in a sense. I know I'm sort of probably overstating it, but you know what I mean? Like when Ainsbury came in, it was like, Oh, this is the ice wars champion, the hockey guy. Cause that was with that boxing guy that Ainsbury fought uh, that's what was the whole kind of the pregame or the pre, what is it, the the trash talking before. He was like, I'm not going to let any ice hockey guy come in here and flail around like it's some fight on ice. No, he's going to have to put on boxing gloves and, you know, the sweet science and all that. So <coughs> Amesbury shows up. And, and I mean, when you think about it, just put yourself in Amesbury's position. I mean, that's a lot of pressure because, of course, he cut the promo that he's, you know, he's got the Danbury trash or Amesbury jersey on and I'm the Ice Wars thing and I'm the champ and, and all this. And I mean, uh, and they sold it as that, that he was the Ice Wars champ coming into Rough and Rowdy, the Barstool event, and he's going to climb into the, in the ring and put on boxing gloves. Um, so he's kind of got hockey on his back, so to speak. I mean, I know I'm overstating, but you know, work with me here. Uh, and then he drops a motherfucker in like 15 seconds. It's like, all right, you know, there's our guy. Uh, he's kind of carrying the torch for the, for the hockey guy, so to speak. And, um, 
No, and like I said, he's done great with the, you know, he's the Ice Wars chapter. He won the tournament in the first one and, um, you know, beat the Cowboy there in the second one in the main event in a great fight. And, um, you know, and he, and he, then he wins on Rough and Rowdy and then he goes out to Danbury and he's been fighting all over the place. I mean, um, he's been doing a really good job at hyping the event up and he's active on social media and, uh, he's always, I know from dealing with him, I've had him on a couple of times. He's always easy to get an interview out of. I know he's done numerous all over. And, uh, so I think Daniel Ainsbury's been a great sort of lightning rod for fighting. And, and I know a lot of people listening to the show, they didn't, they don't really like ice wars or they're NHL guys, or I don't even watch hockey anymore. I mean, I don't either, but, um, I think though, even those guys have to sort of recognize that, um, what Amesbury is sort of done. Um, now is he going to, re- you know, it's not like he's leading a revolution and hockey's going to change and it, every team's going to have, no, you know, no. But I, I, I think in, in, in just terms of, in terms of, um, just fighting in hockey, I think he's done a great job, um, this year. Or this past year, and uh, and all the guys have, and AJ has, and everything, and and like I said, um, you know, again, I've I've brought up the fact that I've had people sort of kind of not criticize, but kind of like, oh, why do you have all the ice wards guys on all the time, or that's all you talk about now? Well, I mean, like I said, this is a hockey fight podcast. If we're going to talk about what else the fuck else is there to talk about? You know, I'm going to talk about the Pittsburgh Penguins and their two fights this year. Or Buffalo in their one fight? Like, how many fights are there in the NA? I mean, okay, you got Delorier. Hey, I got no problem with Delorier, but he's got eight fights. I mean, what, are we going to beat those to death? I mean, half of them are the shits, you know? So it's like, you know, people talk about current, well, you know, what is there to talk about in the NHL? You know, or the American League? I mean, Galantz, the Galants are there. They're, that's about it. You know, I'm not knocking anybody else. And I mean, but over in the UK, I mean, you got Gagnon and... You know, the East Coast League, that, I mean, that's Alex territory. He knows far more about the East Coast League than I do. I will say the kids in the East Coast League, they've been banging. I mean, Collins and those guys, I like all those guys. The East Coast League's not bad. I mean, they, there's some tough dudes without it. Well, every league's got tough guys. I don't mean to say it like that, but it's just like, there just really isn't that much to talk about. Um, you know, really. So the Ice Wars thing was something I sort of attached. I, I wanted to hop on just because um, I like the event. I believe in the event. Like I said, I've been around since the first one in Prince George, the black and blue tournament. Because um, like I said, Ice Wars wasn't original. I mean, it's been they've done it before. And, of course, my boy Yuka out there in Finland, they, they ran an event as well in 2010, um, Ice Warriors. So it's, it certainly wasn't new. It was dormant for a long time. But the idea of um, fighting two guys fighting on ice with UFC gloves or MMA gloves on is not new. That wasn't Ice Wars original. They just sort of dusted it off and, and brought it out onto pay per view. And well, I guess the other one was on. They were on pay per view too. No, they just sort of dusted the event off. But uh, and I'm glad they did. It's been great. And I never thought it would happen again. I could tell you that. Um, but again, going back to people. Um, saying I'm Ice Wars focused. But yeah, maybe I am. Like I said, it's not like it's, you know, every show of the week as I've, I've been talking about the event. As the event draws closer, um, I'll be talking about Ice Wars 3. Um, I will spare some of you though, because I will say this, uh, Ice Wars 3, of course, is on March 4th. Uh, for the two weeks before that, I am actually going to be in Las Vegas on vacation. So, um, I'm probably not going to be doing 
the whole mass of ice wars. Uh, I, I'd like to do a preview show. I'll, I'll probably at the very least I'll do a review show because I, I believe Alec will be going down there, and uh, maybe I'll have him and, and I know him and Doctor Chris are going to go to it. I'd like to have the two of them on to do a review show because obviously I have to buy the pay per view myself, but. Because I get back, like I said, I get back the day before the event. So um, I don't know about doing a preview show. We'll see. But as the fighters sort of get uh, named and stuff, leading, uh, going closer to the event, I'd like to have some of the guys on. And like I said, with the with the whole thing, um, it's a new. It was a new a new event um, to the scene, um, and and I wanted to promote it. I I I, I genuinely like the event. Um, I like the guys in it and I wanted as, as, as much as my reach may be in terms of listenership, um, I wanted to get their names out on it. Again, I'm not saying, oh, you come on my show, you'll be, you'll, you know, I mean, it's, you know, people call it the chiclet, the spit and chiclets, uh, phenomenon. Yeah, it'll be the fourth line voice rub. Like, no, it's not, I know that, but, um, I wanted to bring these guys out to the listeners. Um, the Justice Smokes, the Travis Checks, Corey Allen, guys like that, um, I want to bring them to you guys and hear their stories. So when you, when you do, if you're, if you're going to watch Ice Wars, where you're like, Oh, that's the guy from Fourth Line Voices show. And, and you sort of know a little bit about them before the event started. That was the whole point of why I had them on to give them a spotlight, give them a chance to talk about their sponsors and their backstory. And, uh, and like I said, um, I, I'm going to, I'll be, I'll say this right now for every event that Ice Wars does going forward, I'm going to do that. So if you're a listener that doesn't like Ice Wars or whatever, I'm sorry. Um, I guess maybe skip that episode then. I mean, I, as a, like I said, as a fight fan, I, I have a hard time talking to other fight. Like if you're a fight fan, I have a hard time understanding why you don't like Ice Wars, to be completely honest. Um, well, <clears throat> this idea that I know I've talked to people, uh, this idea that it makes Hockey looks stupid. Well, it's not hockey. It's combat sports. It just happens to be on ice with skates on. But it has nothing to do with hockey. They don't have sticks. There's no puck. So I think this idea that it makes the game look stupid. I mean, are we? Let's get past that. Really? It. Do you, I guess. Do you know what makes the NHL look stupid? The fucking NHL. Have you watched this happy horse shit lately? Like I said, if you're a fight fan and you're still watching this shit, like. Like I said, I, for younger fans that don't know any different, I get it, whatever, you don't know, you grew up with this stuff. But for anybody like myself or, you know, that's in their 30s, 40s, 50s, that have been watching since the 70s, 80s, 90s, how anybody could sit and watch this shit now and, oh, this is great, is I have no idea how you can do it. Good for you if you can, but I have no idea how you can, you know. And like I said, some people just, I mean, they just, oh, it's hockey, so I guess I have to accept horse shit, I suppose. I don't know. I I'm not, I don't get that mindset, but some people just apparently have to watch because they have to watch. So, and whatever. So, but then to turn around and be like, oh, Ice Wars is embarrassing and all that. Like, really? Like, okay. And that's fine. I'm not saying whatever. I, I, I don't get it, but okay. Whatever. Don't watch the pay-per-view or whatever. That's fine. Um, but I think for anybody listening out there going forward, if you are, if you like the Ice Wars event and everything else, then buy the pay-per-view. It's $20. Support it. So I said, in this world, everybody wants everything for free. And I'm not going to name who, what, I've had people say, oh, well, you were there. Put the videos up on YouTube. Why? So you can watch it for free? Really, dude? You don't have $20? You're in your 20s and you don't have $20? Like, 
You know, I mean, I know times are tough for some people, and I get all that. I'm not, but I, I, if you have the means, as as was what basically what I'm saying is, if you have the means, why not spend the twenty dollars and support AJ and support the guys and support the event? Why why does everything have to be free all the time? Don't you get enough free shit, really, for your fight kicks? You can go on YouTube and almost watch any fight for nothing. For hours and hours and hours, you get podcasts for for interviews and everything else for free for hours and hours and hours. And then when all of a sudden you're asked a couple times, like there's been two Ice Wars events. So $40 in the last, in 2022, you couldn't fork, fork over $40 for a, a hockey fight event? You have to still get that for free too? Like, come on. You know, like really? And again, if, you, if it's tough times for some people, I get it. The inflation, everything else, or with COVID, people losing their job. I'm not talking to those people, and I know some of them are fight fans, and it's hard. I'm not talking to those people. I'm not trying to shame those people, but I'm just saying, if you got in a regular forty-hour gig and you're doing all right in life and everything else, and money is not really a problem or anything, do you still have to get it for free? Like you can't dish out the twenty bucks because the fact that you don't, what happens if no one does? The events don't happen anymore, and it's over. See, that's the thing. There's always this... There's a domino effect. If you don't support it, it's not going to be around forever. So, you know, it's like I said with these guys that with the, go back to the fight fight groups or the, the YouTube channels. These guys put up fight after fight after fight, and you get these clowns in the comments section. Well, the quality is not that great. Angle That camera angle sucked. You know, oh, okay, so eventually the guy's like, well, then what the fuck am I wasting my time putting my shit up for? They're not getting anything out of it. They're, they were fight fans trying to show other fight fans the fight and, and to share footage with them. And what do you, and what do you get? Because believe me, it's happened to me. I get shit talked. I just put a Baumgartner Poshek fight up from 1986 from Prince Albert. Yeah, it's grainy. It's got some lines through it, but you can see the fight. It's good. Oh, it's too bad the quality is not that great. Is the first comment. Oh, okay. Well, then, how about you put your fucking... You, oh, you got a 4K quality up? Then why don't you put yours up then? You know, because it's always from some fucking asshole that's got to run his fucking... Flap his lips that's never contributed nothing. You know? But I, you hear enough of that shit after a while. You're like, what the fuck am I doing this for? And, and I know there's like been a couple of very good fight guys that just stopped doing it. So we all miss out on their good, on their good quality or on their, on their good stuff that they put up because they were just trying to share it. But somebody's got to be a fucking asshole. There always has to be. There always has to be that guy. And it's just everyone's looking for something for nothing. And it's like, but then when you go out and ask to support an event or do a do a fundraiser or sell some merch or whatever, oh, every so, all of a sudden everybody's got fucking alligator arms. And no one can reach their fucking wallet. It's just, it's annoying, you know, but, but yeah, you can all flap your lips when you want something for free. Like, come on, get off it. So when like some of these fighters and stuff come out with merch, why not buy a $20 t-shirt from them? Why not? You know, (laughs) you know, support the guys, support the event. Or if, or, or if some podcast or something comes out with merch, buy some merch from them. It's coming, believe me, it's coming. But just anybody, like, support. That's how it all, you know, It's a, no one's asking for hundreds and hundreds of dollars. But just a little show of something is, you know, this, this person's giving you hours and hours of <clears throat> free entertainment and all they're asking for is, 
maybe support them by buying a t-shirt or a coffee mug or something. You know, come on, folks. And again, I'm not, I'm just addressing the room here, right? Like, I'm not anybody in particular, but it's just like, but I see it with everything. It's like, everybody just wants something for nothing. You know, anyway, that, there's my, uh, there, I'm, I'm sort of, veer, I, I took a hard right there, you know, as I was veering off with the Ice Wars thing. But no, the Ice Wars, I'm always going to support it. If I can get the guys on to talk about the event and, and share their stories, I'm going to, um, if that pisses you off as a long-time listener, well, I'm sorry. But, uh, again, it's not like these events happen on a weekly basis, and that's all I have to, That's all I talked about all year was Ice Wars. That's hardly... That's not fair. That's hardly the case. And, um, you know, even when I had some of the guys on, it was for 20 minutes, 30 minutes. I did... I talked about other things before I brought them on. So, um, you know, like I said, I, I try to stay with two shows a week. I tried to stay up on the events that happen currently as well as, you know, do a look back and do some historical pieces and that type of thing. But, um, again, I'm going to be completely honest. I, I pretty much worked almost, it seemed like I almost worked every day this year. Um, from the weekends I worked overtime and everything else were just short staffed at work and whatever. Um, you know, so to come out with two shows a week, I mean, I, I have guys all the time, and I love you for it. Thank you very much. I appreciate everybody that listens. I really do. And I have people, and I ask for suggestions, and I get them and stuff. And some of you guys have suggested some really great topics. But I for right now, I, I am really struggling to find the time because it, ta- it takes time to research stuff. And, and I want, and if I'm going to do a topic, I want to do it justice. I, want, I don't want to just breeze through it. I want to be uh, uh, knowledgeable on the subject. Um, and, and I want to get all the, uh, you know, you know, cross all the, what is it? Dot all the I's and cross all the T's. Um, so, and I want to do that and that takes research and it's the same with interviews. Like I've talked to guys, Hey, you want to come on the show? Oh, I'd love to. Let's do it tonight. Well, no, I can't do it tonight because I want to research shit, you know, because I want to be informed when I do the interviews. So everything takes time, which a lot of time I don't have. Um, and to be completely honest, after you work so much, whatever, I do have a wife I need to talk to every once in a while and we do go out and do things and, and a family to see and everything else. Um, so I can't just this moment I get home, lock myself in the basement for four and five hours for the night and be okay. And now I'm ready. It doesn't really work that way. Um, so I kind of have to, uh, pick away at it. And, uh, but some of you guys have suggested some great stuff and I really hope in the future and I should, in the future, have some time. I'm, again, I'll, I'll talk all about this here in a bit. Um, but anyway. Uh, yeah, that's really all I have to really say about Ice Wars. I just think Ice Wars has been really cool this year. And I think it's really sparked a lot of things. And it, it at least got people talking. And uh, I'm really looking forward to the to the 2023 Ice Wars. Ice Wars 3 here coming up. And I hope the events continue. Um, I've always said, and I've said this a bunch of times. I think AJ is going to be in for. <coughs> I personally, I think it'd be a little tough to find guys. Um, I know. Well, I mean, I guess there's always if you can find some boxers and some MMA guys that can put on skates and fight. Um, I think that's what's going to. Well, that has happened, and I think that'll continue to happen, especially for this next one here on March fourth, because a lot of the, the seasons are still on. So it's like I don't know where you're going to get guys. So um, as far as anybody playing currently, so. I think going forward, that's going to be a unique challenge. 
I know from talking to some people involved in the event or around the event, there have been names thrown out there that for a certain dollar figure could be got. I hope that happens because there's some really interesting shit. Um, again, I'm not going to talk out of school. Um, so, but it has been talked about. So that'll be interesting going forward to see if that happens a little bit. See, and that all goes back to support the event by the pay-per-view. If you, the more money they make, the more money they can throw around. The, the, again, not a slight to anybody in it, but just for, as I'm making my example here, you can get some air quote more name guys or what have you. Um, cause I know that has been a sort of a knock from a few people I see who are these guys and whatever. Why don't they get insert name? Well, buy the event, support the event. Maybe they can get that guy in the future for a certain amount of money. Um, so that's why again, support the events, support the merch, etc. Um, but yeah, it's going to be really interesting here in the new year, um, with ice wars and all that comes with it. And, uh, and like I said, I will always support the event and I'll support AJ wholeheartedly and the guys taking part. And, um, and now a message from our sponsors. Hockey fans like the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That wasn't enough excitement. You can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at even a bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. One little thing here that uh, before I kind of do my closing little arguments here, I've almost yapped away for 50 minutes. God, I could talk. Um... You know what? The old I was sitting. Uh, this this book has been flagged, as they say in the Seinfeld episode. I was in the can, and uh, normally you always got your phone in there, right? But I happened to grab. I was I was. We had a bunch of uh, Rubbermaid tubs sitting over in the corner um, that I hadn't unpacked from moving. It's only been a year, but I finally decided to take the lid off. And in there was um, the Bad Boys books from Stan Fischler. Um, I believe how many are there? Four of them. Um, if anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, just look up Bad Boy Stan Fischler. Um, they had interviews with lots of tough guys, and they were, uh, you know, they were from the 90s. And um, what year What year was this, anyway? First published by in 1994. Well, there we go. So 1994. Um, yeah, so the, it was um, yeah, just interviews with Ojik, you and Peluso, Manson, blah, blah, blah. So I love these books. And they were, the first one came out, I believe, in like 91. 92 and uh i've i've read these books front from back back to front front to back and uh over and over and over again and i just loved them and anyway i packed them away and it's been years since i cracked it and i just kind of opened it up and i was kind of going through a few things and um yeah i'm going to share a few of the the some of the stories are just kind of some quotes and stuff that i that i came across just a couple here three of them that I came across while reading Bad Boys too. Um, I'm actually going to go through more of these books. I have all of them. I'm going to go through them and kind of maybe highlight some talking points. 
Um, but I encourage anybody go on Amazon or used books, wherever you buy used books or whatever, and go and grab these books. They're they're great. They're they're a real nice piece of fight history. And uh, I remember when these came out. Like I said, I love these books. And uh, yeah, and I know a lot of the old time listeners know what I'm talking about. Maybe the younger folks don't, because obviously, well, hell, these books are older than Alec, you know. But um, you know, guys like that. But I think uh, you would you'd uh, you'd like these books. I mean, and like I said, it's not like we're sitting down and reading Catcher in the Rye or anything, but I mean, uh, no, it's just kind of some cool little antidotes here. But, uh, one of them was from the interview with Rick Tockett, and, um, the question was, who was the toughest guy you ever fought? And Tockett's answer was, Gord Kluzak of the Bruins hit me in the helmet and it popped off, and I remember feeling his punch. He was a big, intimidating guy. Um, Fisher said, you once said, you once said, once I get hit hard for the first three seconds, all I want to do is kill the guy. How much truth is there in that? Um, I, and Talkett said, I said that after I fought Dean Chanel for the Islanders and he hurt me. I remember him elbowing me in the face and I was stunned and I was just fighting out of instant, out of instinct. People don't realize that when you're in a fight, you're just trying to survive. And it's funny again, what did I say? This is a 1992. Uh, is the game too soft now compared to when you broke in in Philly? Talkett's answer, it is. What happened is that every year they put in uh, three or four rule changes in, in, and it reached a point where they're rewriting the rule book so much that the game has changed dramatically and the aggressiveness is taken out of the game. The refs dictate the refs dictate the game too much. I'm not blaming the refs. I'm not blaming anybody. I'm just saying that the league is making the refs decide the game when the players should decide the game. I liked it better eight or nine years ago. I remember going into New York or Washington or Pittsburgh when you had a tough teams. We used to have a tough team and the fans were into it and there wasn't much. And there wasn't much scoring. It was like 4-3 hockey, but there was the odd fight here and there and a lot of tough hockey. I'd like to see that. But obviously it's changed and I've changed with the times. I have to make some money and I want to win another cup. I'll do whatever it takes. And if that means I have to walk away, if someone punches me in the face, I'll walk away. Nine years ago, I, would, I wouldn't have. I'd collapse the guy because it was more of an intimidation factor. It's hard to intimidate guys nowadays. Look at Notre Dame's here. But 1992, he thinks the aggressiveness is taken away. Holy shit, I'd love to... Uh, well, I guess talk it is on TNT with Biz and those guys now. I'd like to throw that quote at him now. Holy shit, looks like goddamn Thunderdome back then compared to this shit. But yeah, so it's just stuff like that. And then there was another one here with uh, <clears throat> Randy McKay. Um, where is, Oh, the, the question, what do you think of Rob Ray? Uh, personally, I think he's a piece of meat. He doesn't know how to play the game. All he does is run around on the ice and yap off. I played with, I played against him in the minors and he never fought, but he had over 400 minutes of penalties. I never saw him fight. He was the kind of guy that who after the whistle would cross check you, make a big scene and yap at the referees or players and get thrown out of the game. It just wouldn't stop. He would pick up 10 minute misconducts, but I never saw him fight. Not once. Then all of a sudden he comes to the NHL and people start calling him a tough guy to to stay in the NHL, he had to start fighting a bit. I don't respect the guy at all as a player. He can get his 400 minutes of penalties and be happy about it. Uh, in 91-92, I had 230 minutes and I was 20th in the league. But I was third in majors in fighting. I had over 27 fights. I don't pride myself on getting 10-minute misconducts and game misconducts like Ray does. I care about how many majors I have for fighting and whether I'm there or not. So an interesting... Uh, Statement there from Randy McKay. Not a not a Rob Ray fan. I will say Randy McKay. Um, I mean, I, I love both McKay and Rob Ray. Um, and uh, and it's interesting. I know Rob Ray actually. There's a few guys in the book, 
And uh, I remember going back to those old Rochester tapes. Yeah, Ray, and even the first couple of years in Buffalo, Ray wasn't much of a fighter. I mean, he'd fight, but it wasn't like he was some killer or anything. I, I will say Rob Ray definitely improved over the years before everybody starts yelling the jersey and all that shit. He was just as good with the jersey. He's probably better when the jersey stayed on. Of course, he was in his prime then too. But he had some great great years with his jersey on. So, um, But no, Rob Ray, I think, really sort of turned it around. I think, uh, you know, I, I don't know if he was ever a player, but... Um, in terms of his fighting, I think, um, I get what McKay's saying. I'm not, you know, I'm certainly not going to argue with, um, Randy McKay, but I'm just saying in terms of Rob Ray's career, I think he, he obviously improved. But at the same time, Randy McKay was awesome. And Randy McKay was a solid player, turned himself into a really good player. Um, the last one I found really interesting, it was with Ty Domi when Domi, uh, he had just been traded to Winnipeg in this, but, um, He's talking about Colin Campbell when Campbell was the Rangers assistant coach when he was fighting the whole Probert thing and all that. Um, interesting little kind of side note. I never actually really thought about that, but apparently this is kind of some shit went down behind the scenes and, uh, he talks about it. I completely forgot about it. I mean, like I said, I've read this book a million times, but you know, completely forgot about it. Granted, it was also 30 years ago, but, um, what happened between you and Colin Campbell, the Rangers assistant coach who seemed to turn against you? Well, Cole and I uh, were once where we were really close, but it took to it, but it got to the point where he was losing confidence in me. After I left, he was the guy who was said that I had to, I had to, he had to make me work hard, and that was really disappointing. I heard from a lot of people things what he was saying behind my back, not just teammates either. It was a lot of things. People make people bigger than he thinks. Uh, I had a bad attitude and all that was totally wrong. It hurt my feelings because I'm not like that. I'd never. I'd never bring the team down. I'm a professional hockey player. I get paid to play hockey. I don't get paid to practice and watch games. I've been a, been a contender all my life, and this really hurt my pride. So I had to start standing up for myself. Campbell and I once had a meeting, and I told him how I felt. Maybe I shouldn't have said it. Should have shouldn't have said anything. But again, I got everything off my chest. And that's what I wanted to say. Of course, and then the uh, interviewer was it a meeting of an assistant coach to a player, or was it friend to friend? Uh, it was a little bit of both. I told him how I felt. I've heard a lot of things that he had said about me. That was the frustrating part. I heard a lot, not just from my teammates, but from other people. It got to the point where people in the organization, and I'm not going to say any names because there's some pretty big names, heard that I wanted to be moved and that I was doing that, which was totally wrong. There's a lot of jealousy going on. I became too popular for my own good, I guess. Um, has somebody else pressuring Campbell or influencing, do you think? I don't think so. He had his mind made up after our meeting that he was no longer my friend or in my corner. It's tough. At the Christmas party, I made sure I went around saying Merry Christmas to each and every guy, and they all said Merry Christmas to me. Same thing when I was traded. Everybody said goodbye to me and hugged me. It was very emotional. Assistant coach Dan Maloney was waiting right there at the door with his skates on to say goodbye, but Campbell was the one guy who never said goodbye to me. Darn page here. He was the happiest guy in New York that day. He was laughing on the ice during practice and everything. It really hurt my feelings. I was always in his corner. And the question, was the significance of Campbell being an old friend of your opponent, Bob Probert? He and Probert are good friends. And after my fight with Probert, some things happened that a lot of my teammates didn't like. I didn't really notice, but they brought it up to my, if they brought it to my attention and that hurt my feelings as well. I'm not going to say what Campbell did or what he didn't do, but my teammates, not just one or two of them, but like eight of them, are telling me everything that he, he was doing and I didn't really 
I didn't really notice even during a game and before a game and after the game, but he's always talking to Probert before a game, talking to him right after the game. During the game, I guess, he said something to the bench. This is the biggest hype fight in the whole league, and here I am nervous about it, and all my teammates are pulling for me and everything. I don't care if Campbell coached him for seven years or not. He should be with the team that he is coaching. Yeah, so it's it's interesting that... um you know, Campbell sitting there kind of involved and, uh, you know, and of course he had coached Probert for the seven years and, uh, you know, yeah, that's tough, man. I mean, I, I can see Domi's point. I think I'd be a little hot too if, uh, you know, you got the big rivalry going with Probert and everything else. You look over and there's your assistant coach hanging out with him after, before the games and after the games talking to him. And, and especially when at that point you thought you had a friendship with the guy. Um, yeah, I mean, I could see, I mean, a little high school drama there, but still, I mean, I could see, I, if I was Domi, I'd be fucking hot about it too, right? So, anyway, just, uh, yeah, just some little anecdotes from, from the Bad Boys 2 book. And like I said, I think, I want to say there's four. There's three for sure. I think there's four. Uh, like I said, I'm gonna have to get that Rubbermaid tub out again. I just grabbed the first couple and then, um, started reading those. So, um, I wanted to share that with you guys, but, um, yeah, guys, uh, like I said, it's been an hour here. It's actually, that's about 20 minutes longer than I thought it was going to be. Um, like I said, I'm sorry for everybody that uh, I didn't have a big spotlight show and review show and everything else. Um, um, I will say this year, it's been a real, um, it's been a grind. And to be completely honest, like I said, I've always been honest with you guys, the listener. I've never lied to you. Um, you know, looking back, I counted up. I did 104 episodes this year. And, um, you know, it, it was, it was a battle and, you know, you do two shows a week, um, Wednesdays and Sundays and, um, you know, and I, and I thank all the longtime listeners. I'm not going to start rattling names off because in case if I forget anybody, they're going to have hurt feelings. But, um, you know, I mean, you guys have heard me go on about Tim and Charlie and all the guys and whatever. And, uh, and I thank you to everybody that listens, I, you know, and, uh, Anytime I get a, someone drop me a line, I've gotten a couple things here on Twitter or whatever. And, hey man, love the show, keep it up and all that. And that's, that's really cool. And I, and I really appreciate it. Like I said, I love hearing from you guys. Um, on social media, again, Fourth Line Voice, Facebook, Twitter, drop me a line. If you're not on social media, hockeyfights at hotmail.com, send me an email. Um, you know, like I said, tell me some ideas for the show or what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show, just to say hello, share a story whatever, share a picture, um, have some footage, whatever, whatever it may be. I just, I love talking to fellow fans. And, um, and speaking of that, um, looking back and again, it's a question I've been asked and, and I get it. Um, when I first started the show and everything else, and like I said, I've been doing for 272 episodes now. Um, the show kind of really started as a, uh, kind of an interview show or else I would do an interview on Wednesday and then I'd do my little ranty show on Sunday or whatever. Um, and, and I did a lot more player interviews than I have lately. And, and I brought this up again, long time listeners will know what I'm talking about, but just to kind of, you know, I know there's a lot that we got, I have some new, new listeners and, uh, but just to kind of, sh- to give you all you guys kind of where I am in my headspace and that type of thing with the show going forward. Um, I've talked to a few people about going to once a week, just on Wednesdays. Um, I don't, I, I, I don't know yet. Um, cause I, I really enjoy just, you know, sitting down and doing this, just kind of the rattling shows and ramble and rant for a little bit and whatever. Um, 
to be completely honest, and I've said this before, and it's you know to like I said to longtime listeners, this is new new stuff. But um, I was really getting it's like everybody, oh, you're getting burned out doing two shows a week and everything else. Yeah, maybe, but actually, what burned me out more was just the the player interviews. Um, that really burned me out. Not so much when you get them on the phone and you actually do the interview, but just setting it up has, is just a nightmare. Um, and like I said, most of the guys, well, the guys that I've had on, um, mo- most have been very, this day, that time, boom, here it goes. Um, but some guys, um, as I said, I'm 47 years old. I'm not chasing you around. Yeah, I'll ask you to come on the show. If you want to come on, that's tremendous. Let's set up a time. We'll set up a time and let's do it. If you decide to ghost me or not get back to me or say, oh, I'll check my schedule. I'll get back to you, bro. I'll send you one more text maybe a week or two later. Hey, what's going on? Um, And if if I don't hear from you, that's it. I'm not chasing you around. I'm not doing it. And that has happened numerous times. So for people wondering, and again, I've had this question brought, well, you don't do any interviews anymore, man. Um, It's not that I don't want to. Um, well, I take that back. I, I really don't want to, to be completely honest. Um, like I said, when the interview goes like, well, I'm not going to, whatever, Sean Pan or whatever, like that was really smooth. Uh, you know, guys like that, when you give them a time, they show up and everything goes, uh, really well. And they're really thoughtful. They give good answers. They're into it. Again, I've interviewed guys that I could tell they're not into it. They, I think they just sort of said yes, almost like they were obligated to say yes. Um, you know, they don't really put a lot of thought in their answers. It's kind of a cold interview. Um, you know, and that might be up to me for not getting it out of them, maybe not asking the best questions. Uh, you know, but, you know, I can't make their stories good or I can't make them a good interview. If they're going to be cold and just yes, no, oh, he was good. Well, then that's the way to... And some people are just like that. They're not storytellers. They're not... And that's fine. I get it. I get it. Um, so those interviews are tough. Um, you know, most... Like I said, I'm not, again, I'm not going to sit here and bash guys or anything like that. The fact they took time out of their life to come on my show, I greatly appreciate it. So I'm not going to sit here and criticize anybody. But it's like anything. Yeah, there's, I've had better guests than others. Um, but yeah, I've had a lot of guys... I've Yeah, it's been... And Joe and I talked about it on the episode, and Alec will say the same thing. Ask anybody that does an interview show. Um, it gets really frustrating, and uh, it, you really lose the passion um, when you when you try to set stuff up with people, and they just ghost or disappear or give you the runaround, and it's just like, why? Just be honest. If you don't want to do it, just say so. That's why I've always said, if you don't want to come on the show, just say so. I'm a big boy. I can handle it. If you're just like, hey, I'm not really into that. Okay, cool. And I and some guys have said that. And a couple guys that were... It was too bad they did because I think they'd be a great interview. And I'd love to talk to them. Uh, and, and do it... Because I'm a big fan. And, and I would I would have loved to have sat down with them. But if they're not into it, I'm not going to hound them over it. Um, but again, I'm not chasing guys. And, uh, and, and I will say for this last year... Um, I really sort of went away from the player interviews because it just what it really wasn't fun anymore. It was really taking the fun out of it, and I was getting really frustrated. And I remember I'd go upstairs and I'd yell and or not yell and bitch, but I'd just sit there and tell the wife and kind of rant with her a little bit, and you know, and you know, and it's not I'm you know not that she she was just like whatever you know like I mean she felt bad for me because I'm going through it or whatever, but it's just like you know it's it was just tough, and I will say that I've had 
I do much more fan, fellow fan interviews. And I'm not going to lie, I have a lot more fun doing those. I really do. I have a lot more fun talking to fellow fans because, uh, I mean, they're, they're, you know, we're on the, the same level because everyone's on the same level. But you know what I'm saying. It's just like, it's just, there's a commonality there with the fandom. And, you know, everyone has a story. And especially if they're into the old VHS tapes and all that stuff. And I had a great time with Jordan and Jay and, and uh, William. And, and, again, I'm not going to name everybody. But, I mean, they were all great. And, um, you know, have them on and just talk like like your buddy's sitting on you know you're sitting out in the chairs drinking beers on the deck and just talking about old fights that's exactly the the vibe i was going for and uh and i really enjoyed those episodes and um uh, you know and you know going forward i yeah it's gonna continue um i will i have some players lined up and i have talked to some guys it, I, I don't do a lot of player interviews in December just because school out and everything else and vacations and Christmas and the New Year's and all that shit. People are just busy, you know, and I don't want to... Because I'm mean, sure there's some guys that probably would have put something off and come on the show, but I don't want anybody to have to do that. So I said, once the silly season's over with and we get into January and January and we're cruising along, I'll have, I have some players lined up to come on. And, uh, and, and we'll get, we'll get that. And, um, you know, and I have my list here on the, that I got a sticky note written on the, on the computer desk here that, uh, has a number of, uh, names that I want to get a hold of that we follow each other on social media. I have talked to and, uh, about coming on and everything. And I want to get in touch with them. I'm sure probably half the list won't do it, but we'll see. And, uh, Whatever you want to say. There's some names on there, air quotes, whatever that means, but, um, but there is. And, uh, and I, and I look forward to that. There's some, there's some, uh, stuff that's kind of out of my comfort zone, out of my wheelhouse, but I'm going to do my research and I'm going to ask a few people and ask around and kind of make it a joint effort in terms of questions that I could ask because they, these guys will know better than me. Um, again, it's, it's older players and, um, you know, 70s guys and stuff, you know, I mean, I know who they are and all that stuff, but I, I want to just cover all the bases because I know they haven't done episodes, so I want to make the interview good for everybody, especially the old-time fans because those guys, they, well, back in uh, 69 in Toronto, he fought, you know, and so I want to ask all that stuff, so to me, you know, so uh, that, that'll that definitely be a group effort as far as that interview, a few of those go. Um but yeah, I have some some fans again, some fellow fans I want to talk to, um, and some and some topics I brought up and or that that I have in the in the back burner. I know with Y old Chris Y two J there, another great guest that I had on. Um, I know he really wants to break down the Domi Rob Ray um, feud, the fourteen fights that happened between them. I have he sent me the DV with all the fights and all the interviews, and because he's a Buffalo guy, right? So he was right in there and right in his wheelhouse in his time period. So. And I think that'll be a lot of fun that interview and, or and and that recap of the of the uh, of the um, the the rivalry. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Again, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna watch all the fights again, make notes, um, go through everything because again I want to make it good. Um, another thing I really like to do is, and I've said this again, um, I really kind of want to get the YouTube channel back going. I have not really a- uploaded a lot of fights lately um but i do have some i've said this before but i do have some kind of um kind of biography like jordan is really kind of you know with his with his documentary style videos has really got me into like yeah i want to start doing stuff like that especially maybe of topics that i've covered and maybe add some audio 
from my podcast and then with some video, um, you know, like going back with the Red Wings thing, like with the lists or whatever, as I'm doing the list, maybe have some video of the guys I'm talking about on the list, um, you know, afterwards with the YouTube channel and just stuff like that. Um, again, everything is with time. Um, you know, so going forward, I'm hoping to create some more time. Uh, as saying that on a personal note, um, I am hope, hopefully here, uh, probably actually with it, with an early here in the new year, I am hoping to be switching departments and, um, and, and moving sort of moving up in the world, so to speak. Um, I'm hopefully going in all things, hoping, uh, fingers crossed to land a supervisor position here shortly. Um, in saying that, uh, my schedule will change. Um, not, uh, maybe longer days, but more days off. Um, so I don't know how, it's not going to affect the show all that much. It's not like, oh, I'm not doing the show anymore. We'll see how the schedule goes. Nothing like that. Um, but it'll actually be nice to have days, days, days off, not just, um, you know, like I work Saturday and Sunday, but only until like 11, you know, 7 to 11 or 7 to 12 because you get home, you eat, blah, 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 and you're tired and whatever. This will be actual days off. Um, it's sort of uh, in a newer division. Um, so there are going to be some challenges with that, um, with some new technology coming to the city um, and a whole new um, environmental department. So there's going to be a lot of... Um, a lot of growing pains within the department. So I think um, it, it's on, on a personal level, it's a new challenge for me. I'll, you know, like I said, I'll have to probably use my brain again. Um, and, uh, you know, which might, might lead to some, some things, but no, it, um, but it's more obviously dealing with people. Cause now you actually have people that you have to uh, um, supervise. And so with that comes the, um, personalities of all of those people and with everyone has different uh, needs and you know blah 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 for anybody else you know you guys know what I'm saying so um, that'll be a ch- that'll be a new challenge so on a personal level um, job wise um, and there will be some job stress to it um, right now I have I've always said I, I'm very fortunate for the last however many years 17 years or what have you um, I've I've really had no job stress Um which is a rare thing to say these days. And, and it's, and it's very enjoyable to say the least. Um, I am actually going to be at, obviously be adding job stress to my life on the list. Um, I guess I'd like to think I can handle it, but I'm sure there'll be a few days where I want to kill somebody. But I think overall that, uh, for, from a personal standpoint, um, there'll be some changes in my life. Um, I'm not, I don't want to start all of a sudden throwing like new year's resolutions cause those are hokey and shit. Um, but like I said, there are, we always start off 20, the new year with a, with a right intentions. Um, but there will be a job change coming at some point this year. And, uh, so that'll obviously be a different, cause like I said, I've been doing this for 15 years now, um, my current job. So, you know, anytime it's, again, it's still within the city, everything else and all that, it still falls with that. So I'm not straying that far away. And it's basically in the same environmental department. So, I mean, I, as I say, I'm always going to be in garbage. Um, but, uh, you know, it's sort of a recession-proof job garbage because people are animals. So, uh, you know, but, um, you know, on a personal standpoint, things will change a little bit there. Um, 
So until it happens, I don't know how it'll affect the show or the schedule. Um, I, you know, I get across that bridge. Um, again, it's not like it's a night job or anything. I mean, you know, or anything like that. Everything still ends at five, but, um, they're just 10 hour days instead of eight. And, um, but the schedule is a lot different. And like I said, with the new department and everything else, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of overtime. Again, the overtime is during the day. So, um, it won't be a night thing. So I'll still be able to record, but my enthusiasm for it. I guess, I guess what I'm saying is I, I don't know what my schedule will be like to do interviews. That's where the difference is going to be. Um, so we'll see. Um, again, I'll cross that bridge. Like I said, it's not like I've gotten the job yet either. So I don't know. Maybe I don't even get the job. And it doesn't matter. We'll, we'll, I'll be saying the same thing next year. So, um, but I would think I'd have, I have a fairly good for all signs are pointing that it's sort of my job to lose, so to speak. So, um, you know, but we'll see. Things happen, right? Um, so that's on a personal level. Um, other than that, guys, like I said, I've, I've talked for a long time and I'm sure a lot of people are hung over from New Year, from New Year's and stuff and, and don't really want to listen to me drone on and on. Um, again, I, guys, I just, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, it's been a fun ride. 272 episodes on the network. Uh, the show has been growing. Um, the one thing I will say about Ice War, the, again, to go back to Ice Wars, I know beat the dead horse, but the thing that I've enjoyed the most about it is um, is the fact that I got to meet new people, go to the events, both of the events at Edmonton. I got to mingle with people, meet some new friends, uh, meet AJ, had him on the show, really good guy, talked to him, kind of be, almost feel like you're in the mix, and, you know, and... Um, and like I said, I've always promoted the event for the right reasons. I feel and uh, and and I enjoyed meeting the meeting the the, the participants and you know from uh, from Justice Smoke to of course Swanson and Mayrad the judge and you know meeting Dean face to face was fun and, and and talking to him and and like I said Corey Allen all those guys and uh, you know um, good dudes uh, Amesbury check. Uh, yeah, and, uh, and John, you know, to talk to Morasti again, uh, it'd been a few years since I'd spoken to him for, in face to face. So, um, yeah, it was all great. So I, I really, from a per, again, from a personal standpoint, I love the two events at Edmonton. I always say selfishly, I wish they were all at Edmonton. Um, I'm sure my wife's happy they're not, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I really enjoyed, you know, my little small part being a part of it. And, uh, I hope to help out the event, uh, going forward, as I said. Um, but other than that, um, talking Jay, like I said, out in the Maritimes, it has a YouTube channel now. Um, if you know, I'd like to think I had a little bit of a hand in that, and uh, you know, and like I said, anytime there's creation in the space, I like it, and to, to be a, um, a a positive on that is is, is always nice, and and to. Uh, you know, I've had people get a hold of me about starting podcasts and, uh, you know, ask for some tips or whatever. And I'm more than happy to do it. As I always say, my first tip is don't. <laughs> but no, if you're going to start a podcast or start something, do it for the right reasons. Um, and, and realize the, the work that goes into it. And, um, you know, um, but, but me, William and, and just, I'm not, again, I could sit here and parrot all day about the guys that I've had on the show and all the guests that I've had on. Uh, I'd like to think when they, when, when people hang up the phone after talking to me, I'd, I hope they enjoyed the experience and I hope they tell their friends about it. And I think for the most part that's happened. Like I said, there's been a few kind of rough, 
rough spots here and there with guys, but you know, overall, I mean, I don't think, you know, I don't, I don't think I'll be getting any letter bombs or anything, but, um, you know, and on social media, I've dialed back the, the, the fighting on social media a little bit. Not so much fighting. It was more pointing out the ignorance than anything, more than anything, but I, I've really, I've tried to get away from that too. And again, is it not that it, you can ever complete, I'll ever completely do that. Um, cause I think sometimes people need to get put in their place sometimes. Um, you know, or straightened out on a few things or just have their ignorance pointed out to them. Um, you know, so I guess I'll always be, there'll always be some slow time at work where I'm going to, you know, I'll start motherfucking a few people online. I don't think that'll ever change, but overall, um, I, like I said, I really want to get more interactive, um, create more content in terms of the YouTube, um, maybe get on Instagram. I know people have got to get on the gram, man. Okay. Okay. You know, I might do that. Um, I think there's just a lot of positives going into 2023 and I'm really looking forward to it. And I really like where the show is going. Uh, the growth has been good. Um, again, some of the episodes, um, you know, as, as terms of listenership, it's gone up and down. Um, the thing that I, I, uh, that I'm, that I'm proud of the most, um, is I don't just need a, a, a name guest, so to speak, to, to sort of get listens. Um, I think um, as I've gotten more listeners, I think just these types of episodes where it's just me uh, sharing my thoughts have, has, has, have really gained momentum. When I first started doing it, when it was episode on Wednesday and a rant on Sunday, you could really see the dynamic between the two. Like not a lot happened on Sundays, but what the, the interviews would do well. Um, that is sort of, um, I mean, some of my biggest episodes of the year were, were me. And, um, or, a, or a friend, like a fellow fight fan. So it proved to me that you don't need a name. I was, I really got hung up when I first started doing the show about, I got to get an interview, got to do an interview, I got to do an interview. And, um, and as it's gone on, I realized I, I really don't. And, and maybe for my own, my own mental health, uh, I don't, but, um, Cause I enjoy coming down here just like, like I said, sitting in the dark, turning on the microphone and, and talking. Not, again, not gonna lie. Some episodes are a real struggle. And I think I even say that on the episodes and I'm, some of them I battle to get through and some of them been really late at night. I didn't have ideas or blah, blah, blah. We were doing something. I had to come home and record and it was like, and it was a real grind. And, and yeah, and some of the, some of it wasn't fun and it wasn't, but I made a commitment not only to the network, but to the listeners, to you guys that I said I would do this and I want to, fulfill that commitment and um but at the same time as the year has gone on um i've sort of learned i've sort of i've I've really softened my stance on that when i'm able to um obviously i will deliver the interviews or deliver the show um at the same time i i now know that i can i can take a break um, and I did miss a few episodes and went on holidays and there was a Sunday I didn't do a show. And, and, um, at first it really bothered me, um, uh, because I do know in the space, if you're not consistent, you go away, you really do. And, uh, and with all the momentum I've gained with doing two shows and getting all the listenership, I didn't want to just start haphazardly putting out episodes and maybe a Wednesday might come out Friday. I'm not, I won't do that, but, um, I've also learned like when I go to Vegas here in February, yeah, there's probably going to be a week where I don't have a show because I'm in Vegas. I'm certainly not going to do a show from Vegas. I can tell you that. I might, if I do an interview leading up to that, I might have it saved and then schedule it to be released while I'm in Vegas. That That's ultimately what I would like to do. Um, 
if that doesn't happen again, I'm, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I'm going on vacation. So, um, I, I will probably miss some shows here in the new year. Um, as I said, I was going to address the, you know, the, am I going to go down to one show a week? Um, for right now, no, I will continue on the same schedule. Um, where I see that might change is when I get the, if and when I get the new job. Uh, and I'll see how that schedule goes. Like I said, there's going to be a lot more workload put on me. Um, it's not just get in my truck, do my shit and go home. See you later. And off I go. No, this will be, you know, there's emails to answer and paperwork and go, God knows there's paperwork and a lot of other things and new challenges for myself that I haven't done before. So that's going to take me time. So I, I can't see myself. Well, I got to get home. I got to do another podcast episode, you know, like that's not going to happen. So as for right now, I will continue down the path that I'm going um, once the new job hits, of course, everybody listen. you guys will know because I'll tell you, um, as far as when that happens, I will see how the schedule is going, how I'm adapting to the new job and it might go down to once a week at that point. Um, but for right now, it'll be same old, same old. Don't want too many changes hitting you all at once here in 2023. But, um, yeah, anyway, guys, I've yapped way longer than I should have. Again, I, everybody that listens to the show and has sent me messages and interacted with me on social media, um, I, I really want to thank all you guys. It, it, it does, and I mean, for the, I'm not trying to sound cheesy or hokey, but it really does mean a lot. Um, like I've always said, when you, when you sit down here in the dark and you're yelling to a microphone and, um, and you're, and you're trying to create something and sharing your opinion, um, to get feedback from people literally around the world, is uh first of all it's mind-blowing but and the fact that anybody would care that and the fact that you guys do care about uh what i have to say and 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 the content that i create means a lot to me and uh and i and i try really hard to come up with good ideas and good topics and and and, uh good opinions and and really kind of give you something to enjoy while you're either on your commute or at work or when you're working out or whatever and, uh, you know, as far as fight shows go, I know there's not a lot of us and we're all unique in our own way. And, uh, and we all try to deliver the best product that we can for you guys. And I know Joe and Alec work really hard and, and, uh, Jordan's starting up now and he's working hard and, and everybody. And, um, and I know, and there's ex players every day. There seems to be another ex player in his show. And, uh, and it's a battle against those guys. Cause like I said, they're a known entity already. Like when Chris Nyland starts the show, he doesn't need an introduction. Everyone knows who he is. You know, all these ex Riley Cote, all these guys when they start shows, John Scott. I mean, it's a, it's a battle because there is another piece of the, the pie is getting cut more and more. And like I said, there's only so many hours in the day that people can listen to shows. So I know everybody has their rotation of this comes out Monday, this comes out Tuesday. I got to squeeze this one in on Wednesday or what have you. Um, so the, like I say, so, and I always say this every episode, but it's true. Um, the fact that you chose my show to put in your, podcast listening rotation that means a lot and and because i know the space is is really crammed and uh and cluttered and uh there's lots of options out there and the fact that you chose mine um i really do i really really do appreciate it and uh and like i said this is a listener driven show and it's your guys's show whatever you want to hear let me know and i will do my best to facilitate that uh whether it be an interview with a certain player or um you know, just a topic to talk about. Uh, or if you want to come on the show, like I said, I think I'm one of the the few shows. Well, I don't know any show really that does it. Um, 
that I uh, that I know of. Not that I, I'll be completely honest. Other than Joe and Alec, I don't listen to hockey podcasts. I talk about it enough. I don't need to listen to it. Um, but I I really don't think that they have listeners on or fellow fans, um, which I think people should because I think every every everyone listening right now, all of you, each and every one of you that are listening to this right now. You all have a story. Everyone has a story. And, and I love hearing them. And, um, like, that's what I always say with people. If you want to get a hold of me and you want to come on the show, please let me know. If you have a story to tell or just, I grew up here and I watched all these games and I can remember so-and-so when he played in London or whatever. Absolutely. I want to hear all about it. Like I said, that's with Jordan when he was in Cape Breton. Oh, I love the Quebec. I want to come on and talk about the Quebec League. Absolutely. I'd love to. Because that's something that I wasn't really familiar with. I mean, I'd seen highlights of some of the guys and stuff, but I didn't know it like he did. So it was, it was for me, it was a real, it was a real learning uh, experience, and uh, and I loved it. And I love having people on um, from different areas that want to share their story, and um, especially longtime listeners that, that you guys know the deal how this goes. So, uh, and I think um, in terms of my show, I've always sort of, I've, I've, I've always said it's as I said, the fourth line voice. It's the voice of the player, but it's it's also the voice of the fan. And, uh, and I want to get you guys on and I want to share your experiences with everybody out there. And, uh, cause like I said, it's a small community, but we're, we're passionate about it. And, uh, and I, and we're all the same, but different, you know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah. And like I said, it's a listener driven show. And, uh, and like I said, I, I have a lot of fun talking to anybody that wants to come on. So, uh, keep that in mind as you're listening. And if you have something to say, get a hold of me. And, uh, and we can work something out. And like I said, I can call you and we'll just talk about it. And, and, uh, you know, and, and if it's not something you want to do or something you'll think about, absolutely. But I have no problem if you, if you just want to talk to me and run something by me and you want to talk to me like verbally. Um, absolutely. I will do that. So yeah, get a hold of me. Like I said, I think that's what makes the show unique. Um, it's, it's different than the other shows is, um, it, I don't, I, it doesn't matter to me who's on the other end as long as they're passionate about it and uh, and have a story to tell. So and I, you, not, you don't have to play pro or junior or anything else. If you're if you're a, a nerd like me and have a box full of VHS tapes, I want to hear about it. So yes, get a hold of me. And I think that's what makes the show unique. And I and I th- think going forward here in the new year, um, I, I will continue to do that. And uh, and I and I hope you guys uh, stick with me. And like I said at the beginning of the show. Um, you guys are my billboard. You're my advertising. And uh, like I said, tell a friend. Send him a link on the, and, and a text message and say, you got to listen to this guy. And uh, and I would be forever uh, grateful for that. So, And like I said, the success going, um, like I said, it's, it's really cool. And I know Chartables is whatever it is. But to, to look on Chartables today and see that, you know, I'm 87th in the States and 100 in Canada and 79 in Great Britain or whatever. And, uh, and I mean, that goes up and down as it always does. But... I mean, and we had some really good days, been in, you know, in the top 10 in, in certain countries. And, uh, and that's always a real kick, right? When you see it. I mean, I know it's all kind of horse shit, but you know what I'm saying though? When, when you put the effort in and, and you think, I mean, at that point to be on the list, someone's listening. And, uh, and I know there's a lot of shows that will never see that list. So the, and like I said, and the fact that mine makes the list, um, I'm, I'm really grateful for that, that, uh, that you guys enjoy it. And that was the other thing at Ice Wars. Like I said, I had, like I had the merch, I had the shirt on and stuff and, and I had, you know, Ski Hole come up to me. That was great. And he said he wanted, that he was a fan and whatever. And I had a, and I had a bunch of people come up. You're that, are you the fourth line voice guy? And I listen to the show all the time. And, 
and it was just you know just fans at Edmonton, and it, and it was it blew my mind really. It's like this quasi f list celebrity there, but um, but it, but it was just it was real. It was yeah, it was an ego stroke for sure when someone comes up to you and tells you they they love the you know what you're producing or the show that you're yeah. I mean, of course, but it, it was very humbling, and and it was like. I mean, uh, and that's why I would say it, it, it's baffling people that listen and to get the feedback, and, it, it, and it's really cool. And um, again, I can't thank you guys enough for that. And uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's about it, folks. Like I said, uh, I was going to say I'm not going to talk for long. It's been an hour and a half, but um, yeah, that'll wrap up uh, the 2022 year, and uh, we're on to onwards and upwards in 2023. And I and I wish all the best for all you guys listening and. Uh, I hope everybody out there had a had a, a healthy and happy uh, Christmas and New Year. And uh, fuck boys, let's attack the year. Let's see what happens, right? And uh, yeah, and I really look forward to bringing you more content and interviews. And uh, I hope you guys stick with me. And yes, to answer the question, um, I, I in twenty twenty three. If all things go as they're going to go, yes, there will be some merchandise coming out. Um, I have talked to a few people. I have some irons in the fire. And I just have to check on a couple things uh, for tax purposes and shit. And just how that all works. And uh, yes, there will be fourth line merchandise coming out. Not only just my logo, but I have some other merchandise. Um, you know, with uh, just some different fight things out there that um, that I that I think could be fun. So, uh um, any way you can support it would be great. And, uh, and like I said, I know there's a lot of people, some tough times out there and, uh, I feel for you. And, um, and I'm, you know, if, if you can't afford to buy a t-shirt, that's fine. I'm not, you know, shitting on you or anything like that. Um, but like I said earlier, if you have the, <coughs> if you're able to and whatever, um, any support that you can help, not only for myself, but I know Alec has some stuff coming down the pipe here and, uh, with the ice wars events and all that stuff. Like I said, guys, if we can help out the community, um, I, I, I think that's a good thing. And, uh, and that's the other thing, folks. I know everybody talks about drop your gloves and going away and stuff. Like I said, I had Steve on the show from when Probert was king.com who got the fundraiser going for drop your gloves 2.0. Yes, it is in the works. It, yeah, I've seen the website. Um, just the last few kinks are coming out of it. It's a big project. It's a major project. You just think of all the data. Um, it is coming out, folks. So here in 2023, we will have a fight site that's going to have a message board. And it's something that I think is going to be real sort of, um, you know, mecca for fight fans. And I know Steve is really passionate about it and has put a lot of his own money, thousands of dollars of his own money into it. And it's going to be the, called the Fight Chronicles. It's going to be a website. Um, that has, it's going to be drop your gloves 2.0. It's going to have the fights again. Is it going to have the fight cards that drop your gloves? Well, not right away. I mean, the drop your gloves was 15 years worth of collecting those data. So that's all going to be, you know, it takes time to enter and everything else. And again, if you're willing to enter stuff or you're a computer guy that can do coding or whatever, get a hold of Steve. Um, he'd love to hear from you. I'm sure he's got a job to do for you guys. And like I said, it's going to be, it's going to be a fight site for the fight fan and for the fight community. And as a community, we need to come together and support it. And any, if you're able to help in any way, any little thing, um, to make the site better is better for everybody. And I'm really looking forward to that coming out here in 2023, the fight chronicles. 
And like I said, it is going to be the fight site for, for us fight fans. Like I said, message board, reviews, t- uh, clip trading, tape trading. I mean, really dating myself there, DVD trading. But for the fans that still enjoy doing that. But as well as just fight cards and a place to talk about hockey fights. And I'm really looking forward to that happening. So that's something to look forward to here in the new year. And uh, yeah, just bigger things from not only myself, but I know Alec and, and Joe. So um yeah, guys, really, I'm really excited for the new year here. And, uh, I, again, thank you very much for listening. And, uh, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get going here. But, uh, thanks, guys. Uh, 2023, let's get at her. I'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. Thanks, everybody. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 